0: Hiberno Goethe, German Irish Conversations. Join me, St. Pauli fan and former Dusseldorfer Kieran Murray, in conversation with my guests as we explore the connecting moments of German and Irish life. We delve into the many aspects of arts, language, and life across cultures. What do musicians, dancers, artists, and writers pick up from both cultures? And how are they inspired and enriched by the other? Hiberno Goethe. German Irish Conversations is for all listeners who like to go and think beyond borders. This podcast is supported by the Good Institute Dublin. So, Faltje and Willkommen. And my guest this week is Dr. Stefan Hutzler, Associate Professor at the School of Physics and Fellow of Trinity College Dublin.
1: Great to have you here, Stefan. Thank you. Stefan, first, tell me, how long have you lived in Dublin? I came to Dublin. 30 years ago, 1992, for a one year stint, went back uh, went back to Germany for one year and I've been here since the summer of 94. So more than half of my life I've been in Dublin. What were your first impressions of Dublin? I always loved it. I always uh, felt very welcome here. I'd been to my... my, my uh, connections to Ireland go back a bit further. I think it was in 85 when I did my leaving cert. We came to Ireland for two or three weeks and saw the whole of the country. Toured around in a caravan and I always thought, wow, that's a great, that's a great place. And toured around in a caravan with, with your family? No, with uh, two friends of mine.
0: Okay, yeah. So, uh,
1: Do you remember, where did you go? Oh, where didn't we go? We went everywhere. We must have arrived uh, in in Roslea probably and then went all along the coast, even up to Northern Ireland, which was a bit strange because we didn't think. Suddenly it was in the middle of the night and the road was very bumpy. And then suddenly a a policeman or army fella came out of nowhere And who are you? And then we had to show our driving license or passport, and then he allowed us through, and that was it. And were they surprised that you were on
0: holidays in Northern Ireland in the 1980s? It probably wasn't the usual holiday destination.
1: No, I mean, we just, to be honest, we just drove through it. It was uh, the shortest way. We were up in Donegal and we wanted to come down to Dublin again, so you you drive a bit through that. But. I remember that you spoke with an English accent. I remember that. Okay.
0: After that, then uh, you got married and you had children here. Yes. Um, yeah. Do you think do, you, do your children feel German?
1: Ah, uh, they support the German soccer teams, but uh, they're Irish. I'm pretty sure that that they, they feel Irish. And uh, they grew up here. My wife is Irish. Yeah. So no, they're Irish. Do Do you buy them uh, German
0: football jerseys?
1: Oh, they get this from the grandmother. Ah, (laughs) Ever since, no, no.
0: And if Ireland are playing against Germany, who do they cheer for?
1: Well, that's an interesting one. There was this, um, well, I would say infamous soccer match, uh, I don't know, six, seven years ago, when, when, when Germany played against Ireland in Dublin and we went to the Aviva Stadium. I was all dressed up in my... Bavarian outfits and uh, and then the goal came, and my everybody was cheering, and my lads looked at me and said, "Papa, you're not cheering." I said, mm, "No, <laughs> I'm afraid not." <laughs> so they had picked their side. It was a great match. And
0: with their with their association um, with German football, then uh, you're from Regensburg. I'm from Regensburg. Yes. yes. Yeah.
1: So, um, is there a Regensburg football team? There is a Regensburg football team, which. I'm is proud it? to say now is for the fifth time in a row in the second league. Okay. They're never a first league team. Yeah, or no, that the big team uh, nearby would be Bayern Munich.
0: Yeah, yeah. But even Zweite Bundesliga, that's a pretty high level. Oh, it football. is. Yeah. And they
1: do play teams from the first league that get relegated. Mm-hmm. Uh, SV or St. Pauli. I mm-hmm. mean, lots of teams are there. Nuremberg. Yeah. So yeah. That's
0: Does your mother send over Regensburg football jerseys for your? Yes, they
1: have a Regensburg jerseys as well. Absolutely, yeah, must yeah.
0: be quite an unusual sight in the in the fields of um, of Dublin. <laughs> that's <laughs> in true. The, yes. In the parks, I'm trying to think <laughs> what's the nearest park to where you live. But there's not many
1: parks in Dublin. There's not many parks in Dublin. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Well, they both play for. Well, they used to play for for Hertz Cross. Okay. Uh, so they both play soccer yeah. as well.
0: Yeah. What, what is it about physics that attracted you? That you always think, I'm going to be a scientist?
1: Is this? I think I did always like uh, thinking of being a, a scientist. I like maths and thinking things out. I always found I don't have to remember that many words that you have when you study biology. It's all this Latin stuff, or even chemistry, all this formula. I think I always preferred if I could try to work things out from first principles again.
0: And I presume you have to be fairly good at mathematics to... To get started. Yes, it
1: is very mathematical. Yeah. Yes, absolutely.
0: Are, are, are there ethical questions around um, around physics?
1: Oh, the ethical questions. Well, the big ethical question was, uh, I suppose, in the 1940s, the nuclear bomb, where they should be thrown or not. That was the big debate. I think maybe more ethical questions nowadays would be in biology, in genetics. Mm-hmm. I don't think there is huge ethical questions mm-hmm. at the moment in
0: physics. Did Oppenheimer? Was, was, yes. He's often credited with this. Did he realize what he was doing when he was creating all the physics to make this happen?
1: Well, I'm sure they did know what they were doing. They knew straight away that there is an overload of energy uh, that you can get out by splitting an atom or by fusing, by fusing atoms. That was known. And um, quite a, a... I mean, Einstein, who was a, a very convinced pacifist, was a signature of the letter that... The bomb should be developed and should be thrown, should be demonstrated. But he wanted to have it demonstrated. He wanted to have a test explosion to which he could invite various people from the other sides and say, this is how dangerous it is. This is how big it is. But of course, that didn't happen. It was just dropped. Did he think it would convince everyone? His idea was that he would convince people not to let it throw
0: that was that was quite a a, a fate in human kind and even human kindness that he would believe that if you would see something so terrible you 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 would never use
1: it yes i suppose that was his yeah his, his his moral or his thinking
0: are there elements in physics perhaps where it becomes very theoretical where it almost reaches that point where you you kind of get to the edge of philosophy with your physics
1: i somehow don't think so um Although people say, well, there is weird effects in in what's called in quantum mechanics. If you go to the atomic scale, subatomic scale, where it might touch upon questions of logic, but logic, for example, but it it is something different. I mean, I've been talking to philosophers. There's lots of them around in, in, in Trinity, and it's a different kind of thinking mm-hmm. that that we have. Interesting enough, in Trinity, we still have an old chair, or it's about to be resuscitated again, which is a chair, Erasmus Smith Professor of Natural and Experimental Philosophy. It was the word for physics before it was called physics, was natural or or experimental philosophy.
0: Okay. Yeah, I I think that's where somewhere in my head there was a link, experimental philosophy. Well,
1: there is, of course, a link. I mean, people were thinking about nature. The word physics comes back from Aristotle, who wrote a book about physics uh, which is called F- Physica, and uh, that's where that name came so, from, yes.
0: Did Aristotle come up with an idea and then try mathematically to prove oh, it? No,
1: no, no. no. Well, at the time, no, no. He came up with many ideas, as did lots of other philosophers. Descartes, for example. Descartes explained how the rainbow worked. And, of course, we also have this Descartes system of graphing X against Y and Z. This coordinate system. No, no. I mean, these were very bright people and they were also thinking about what's natural philosophy, what are the phenomena that you see around you? How can I interpret them? But I think what the Greeks didn't do is they didn't experiment. That's something that people say if Galileo Galilei would have been the father of, of, that, of that work. That's where people say modern physics started with with okay. Galileo because he experimented with dropping didn't, objects. Yeah. And
0: didn't Kepler the? Yes, I don't know whether he was German or Czech or something. Was he a mathematician or did 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 he do the? I'm I'm on very uh, uh, poor ground here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I always thought that one of them was more more of an observer and one of them was more a mathematician. Is that that's where? Yeah, Kepler and
1: Galileo did lots of experiments mm. with inclined planes looking at the pendulum how that worked for mm-hmm. example uh, Kepler who by the way died in Regensburg my hometown Okay. so there's a Kepler house where he lived ah, that, that uh, was
0: the link that I was going to Oh, there we go there we go
1: <laughs> nobody knows where he's buried by the way at the time he was employed by the emperor but the emperor didn't pay him and so he traveled wherever the emperor was to try to get his, his money. And the emperor always made in Regensburg, which was the capital of the Heiliges Römisches Reich Deutsche Nation. And so uh, he lived there and his family lived there and and, and he died. But uh, he was buried somewhere and then the walls were uh, expanded of the city. Okay. And anyway, the grave is lost. But yeah, Kepler got data from Tycho Brahe, who was a a Danish person who did lots of observations about the movement of the planets without telescope, by the way. And he tried to make sense of the numbers and uh, struggled with his own philosophical beliefs that nature has to be perfect objects like spheres and cubes and triangles and so on and when he saw the ellipses he didn't like them <laughs> but he finally had to give in and say well it's it, this is what the data says I can fit ellipses but nothing else works
0: let me bring you back to the Holy Roman
1: Empire it was Regensburg was once the capital of the Holy Roman Empire it Emperor, was so it was big space yeah. up to uh, yeah. 1806 when Napoleon are there? By. Are there many famous Regensburgers? Are there many famous Regensburgers? You well, you're talking to one of them, I suppose. Yeah, no. no. Uh, uh,
0: Hutsler, Ke- <laughs> Kepler. We have Hutzler and Kepler so far. <laughs> Hutzler
1: so. And Kepler. I, I couldn't tell you now who was the most famous. Uh, what what kind of places?
0: Like I would imagine that very, very few Irish people get to Regensburg because even the ones who get to Munich for a long weekend, th- there is the romantic uh, uh, strasse. The the romantic way is that? Yes, I
1: don't think that goes to Regensburg. If I remember, is it on the Danube? Regensburg is on the Danube. It's on the most northern point of the Danube, so you actually Ah. spot it on every map of the world because the Danube is everywhere. And uh, where people go to Munich, Mm -hmm. and they don't realize that. Well, Munich is much bigger, uh, but it's also much much younger. Mm -hmm. Regensburg is over two thousand years old. Uh, Munich, I think, might have been founded in the year 800 or something like that. Ah. So it's a big difference. So it's a Roman. It's a Roman. It's yeah. founded by the Romans. And uh, there are Roman buildings there. Lots of Gothic buildings, Gothic c- cathedral, an old stone bridge, uh, a, m- a beautiful medieval center. Lots of people say it's the most northern Italian town because lots of architects would have come there from Italy and built this very tall tower Houses, where the richer you were, the taller your your tower should be. Uh, Luckily, it wasn't uh, destroyed, at least not the city centre in the Second World War. So it's intact.
0: Okay. Why was that? Was it
1: it didn't have an arms factory or... There was a factory, a Messerschmitt factory, but outside the city, I think that was bombed. I know that the area where my grandmother lived was bombed once or twice, uh, but the city centre wasn't. I don't know whether there was a particular reason or not.
0: So, or I suppose there was so many big industrial cities with so much, so much better targets mm. there that, like nearby
1: Nuremberg, was was Nuremberg, Nuremberg was completely destroyed. Yeah. Yes, yeah,
0: yeah. I have been to Nuremberg. The, ah. You wouldn't the renovations in they the, renovated you know, it, it pretty well. Yes, yeah. yeah, they put it back again. Yeah.
1: But if you look close, then you see, you know, these are not very old walls.
0: And again, I suppose uh, from a tourist point of view, if you get to, if you manage to leave Munich, you might get to Nuremberg, but Legensburg
1: yes. is a little bit further. Yeah, it's, it's, it's well worth going there. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful... I'm, of course, biased, but it is a beautiful place.
0: Is it very different from Dublin?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, the architecture is very different. As I said, it's a medieval centre, lots of narrow streets, quite tall buildings as well. No, it's, it's, it's very different. Mm-hmm. Uh, all pedestrianised, the city centre, lots of cycle tracks around okay. as well, outside the centre. do they, do they make a good local beer? oh yes there's uh I think there's still about three breweries we I think we might have had four or five, but there are three breweries in mm. Regensburg. and as everywhere in, in 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 Bavaria anyway, there's breweries anywhere, any bigger villages, all ones you go, you get your beer
0: yeah yeah did you have or do you have a f- a favorite Regensburger burger beer? I wouldn't say I like
1: a dark beer okay quite nice is is nice or a ice beer is very nice too, so I yeah.
0: I did taste that uh, Rauch beer. Oh, yes, that, that, yeah. uh, smoked beer yes. in Bamberg. Yes, that's Bamberg, yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Bamberg is a beautiful place. Yeah. yeah,
0: is that a speciality of Bamberg that's only? A, that, that is Rauchbier? a
1: speciality of that area, yeah. certainly, yes. Yeah, you wouldn't yeah. get that in rings. It's a strange taste, isn't it? It is, yeah. yeah.
0: It's like having a streaky rasher in your beer or something. That's <laughs> <like laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> um, let me jump a little bit and, sure. and bring sure, us back sure. to, to physics. So, apart from the that um, uh, Kepler stuff and all that, your own speciality is foam and bubbles. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Was that something that you deliberately set out to research or is that something that just happens to you?
1: No, but uh, the reason I came to Ireland is that there was a, an Irish student who did his degree in Trinity, went to my home university, Regensburg, and said there is funding available for a year to work in Ireland with his supervisor. And uh, the topic was phones. So... I thought that's funny because I never heard anything about foams in my physics studies. And so I wrote a letter saying, well, by the way, I'm from Bavaria. We all love our beers and our foams. So I think I'm the right person. <laughs> and uh, he was the right person because he's a very humorous person, my the later PhD supervisor. Okay. And uh, so that brought me there. So it was a topic that my PhD supervisor, Professor Dennis Weir, is, 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 is an expert and has been for 40 50 years tell me about the swimming pool in the Beijing Olympics was that made from bubbles yes it's based on a foam structure which was found discovered here in in Trinity by my former PhD supervisor Dennis Weir and his PhD student at the time Robert Phelan and um The question is, we all know if you have a single soap bubble, it's round. And if you put two bubbles together, well, they're still round, but where they meet, they're kind of, it's a flat surface. And the question is then, if I bring lots of bubbles together and they all have the same volume, what does that look like? What structure will they have? And this is a question that Lord Kelvin, the the famous Kelvin from the Kelvin scale and the Kelvin fridge from Belfast, uh, looked at. In the 1880s, he wanted to know that question for slightly for, for different reasons that we're looking at. I was about the structure of the ether, where people were speculating how light is transported. In any way, Dennis, we have revisited that question, and there was a computer software available to work out the structures of foams, minimal surface areas, and they quickly came up with a, a structure which is better than the old Kelvin structure. So they improved on that record. Hundred-year-old record at the time uh, or result at the time by 0.3 percent, if I believe, and this is now called the Weir Field structure. In the in a, whatever 2000 or 2002, uh, they were contacted by some architectural studio Arup, who said we like that structure and we want to use that to build the Beijing Aquatic Center for the Beijing Olympics, and that's what they did. And it's the actual structure that was discovered here in Dublin and which because initially that was just a computer simulation, which then in I think twenty twelve we actually managed to make in the lab as well with fairy liquid soap bubbles. So the structure exists and the stadium is still up there and was renamed recently as the the ice cube because it was used for the Winter Olympics just two months ago. Ah
0: okay. And do bubbles have properties that as you say, when you bring lots of bubbles together, can they support more weight than a than a single bubble, is it?
1: Yes. Bubbles are a, a, a strange object because, well, they're made of gas, which floats around and get made of liquid, drops or flows. But if you bring them together, you get something that looks quite solid. I mean, if you think of a pint of Guinness, I think some people used to place a penny on the top to check how well that foam is it's pretty sturdy if you think of shaving foam you press the shaving tube the foam comes out it flows like a liquid it's on your face it sticks like a solid and then you can shave it off again so it has properties like a liquid or like a solid depending on whether you apply a certain force to it and you shear it and is the head of a point of Guinness actually lots and lots of bubbles it's just lots of bubbles I worked it out once how many millions there are you can estimate how many there are they're they're pretty small can you remember Oh, no, but uh, it was a few million. <laughs> a few million yeah. <laughs> I, I, I showed that there's many more in Guinness than in Weissbier because the Weissbier bubbles are, are bigger and they're less stable. You use nitrogen gas to stabilize the, the draft. Ah. Guinness as well, that plays a role.
0: Yeah, but it's it's just lots of bubbles. Yeah. And when you say stable, does that mean they
1: last longer? Is
0: that how the head ends? They, the they last stays longer.
1: longer. Yes. Because the gas that's in it doesn't diffuse so fast. Yeah. Out of it.
0: Is there an etiquette with drinking beer that you should drink it before all the schaum? Isn't that the word for this yes. the, the head?
1: Yeah. What, the head? Um, head. Schaum. Foam. Yeah. Foam? Uh, um in Bavaria I think some people call it foam as well. Okay. Which is like to say the German yeah. word for foam. An what? old one. Well, yes, you want to have your beer with a foam on it. Yeah. It's just the indication that it's fresh. Yeah. So you have to drink them quickly. You have to drink them quickly enough, yes. Yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and then you have to be careful, whether it's beer or Guinness, that you don't drink too many bubbles or <laughs> the next day. <laughs> I'm
1: sure it's just the bubbles. <laughs> yeah.
0: Where else do foams and bubbles uh, appear in our everyday lives? Is it
1: something that we overlook Yes, we do. Well, I mentioned shaving foam. Of course, you do the dishes. You create a foam. You have uh, foam in the washing machine. You might have too much foam in there. Uh, you have firefighting foam. Uh, you have food foams. You have mousse. You have bread. Bread is a is a s- solid foam. Okay. it's gas bubbles which are yeah. surrounded by the dough, and you you bake them up, and the bubbles the gas stays in there and then you can build one can make foams out of aluminium for example one can liquefy aluminium and then add gas to that and then you can foam up aluminium and you have a very lightweight structure which can uh, absorb energy for example in a crash if you use it To to build cars out of that—that's been—that's been been done. Because if there's an impact, the the bubbles—they can give way; they can can, shape; uh, they can change their shape, and and thereby absorbing the energy. Mm -hmm. If it was all solid, the solid would be harder than you, and therefore the the impact is is passed on to the soft body. And indeed, I mean, we ourselves are kind of foams. There are bones that have a foam like foam like structure, and then well. There's other things like emulsions, which is two liquids that are mixed together, as you might have in in emulsion paint, or uh, which you have in, in well other other food products. So they're they're related. And then you have, of course, well maybe pushing it a bit, but you have biological cells. Uh, so you have the idea of a, a cell with a skin around it that protects something inside, and, and we're all built up of out of a cellular structure.
0: So clearly, this has been your career. And this has been an area of great expertise for you, but might you have become a rock star if you didn 't become a scientist? Was that your other path in life <laughs>
1: well I always loved, I always loved music, yeah did uh, you play in bands when you were at school i Was did it? Yeah. Um, no it 's just after school, yes, mm-hmm. I played in bands and I performed solo in in France, in England, yeah. in, in 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 Dublin. When you came here in 1985 in the caravan, I didn't Fran- play there, no. Okay, no, yeah. but I did play in 92. Yeah, in uh, I've played in Bagger Street once. That what's the the famous pub there?
0: The the Bagger Inn. The Bagger
1: Inn, perhaps. I played there once. Yeah. Yes, and uh, the International Bar upstairs. Okay, yeah. I played there once. Yeah. I remember that. Yes. Yeah. Did, no, that, it's, it's, did it's, that help pay pay for your
0: your student life when you were doing your PhD?
1: Uh, no, I was lucky to get <laughs> funding from the European Union. Okay, so, uh, yeah. yeah. What about the
0: crossover between being a musician and science? Is there a crossover between physics and science, or music, uh, music and, and well, physics?
1: Well, th- there certainly is. Lots of my colleagues would be also hobby musician uh, playing an instrument. That's one thing. Einstein famously played the violin, did he? Or oh, there's a story that he yeah. he played somewhere and uh, he played the violin. And the, the, the local newspaper, the journalist, I don't know what people have about Einstein. He's not really a group player. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, no, I mean uh, harmony with sounds is, is a big topic in physics. Sound waves, yeah. harmony, what notes? What what are scales? I mean, that's a question which is, is deep mathematics, something that Kepler was, would have been interested in in, in scales and harmony. Acoustics, I mentioned in sound insulation. There's lots of physics involved there. Yeah. So that's a, a, a nice way of, of, of looking at physics as a physicist. How is sound created yeah. in a recorder, in a pipe, sound waves on a string? Um, so f- when you're when you're playing lead guitar, can you get into the zone
0: where it's just about the music, or can you, are you can you count the kilohertz of? oh the-
1: no <laughs> no no! If I play music, I, I do music. No 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 no. That's yeah. that's yeah. gone. No, no. Um, uh, But
0: you also write lots of your own stuff. That's true.
1: Yeah. Yes yeah. Uh, what, I what, always yeah. I- enjoy that. What inspires you to write? It's just fun, you just don't always want to sing with other people sing, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, yeah. so yeah. yes. Would you um would you read us a piece that you have written? Yeah, let yeah, me okay. let me do one. Yeah, uh, that sounds good. This is actually quite a recent one, which I've never performed because I only wrote it two or three months ago. Why well, don't you ask me what it's about? It's called The Skin. Maybe like the skin of a bubble. The skin. The skin keeps things together. It's a bag that's made of leather and it breathes. It stops the stuff from oozing out or splashing, though without a doubt it seeps. The walls around my room are thin but serve their purpose like the skin they seal. Although there are some wretched draughts tempting me to phrase some daft appeals. My skull contains this wobbly matter kept warm by a noble hatter's work. My skull contains what's called myself, but some say, watch out for the elves that lurk. Outside, but also deep within, and nowhere far from neither skin nor bone. They do attack, the gloves are off, while you're scheming from the comfort of your home. Distract yourself with escapades or simple promenades down avenues. Appreciate those leather soles that crown at least when without holes your shoes. They separate the shitty road from not just one but all your toes and from the cold. You're using someone else's skin, ignoring that's a vegan sin, and you feel bold. This feeling doesn't last too long. Concluding lines of this new song are within reach. You use some rhymes to illustrate how skin protects but meets its fate from bleach, dissolving your protective wall, exposing gooey stuff and all your wits. Balloons may pop by being pricked or slowly shrivel. Choose the trick that fits. Balloons may pop by being pricked or slowly shrivel. Choose the trick that fits. That was in E major.
0: Okay. Okay. Okay, I was trying to get uh, trying to imagine the sound of a of a Fender Telecaster there uh, banging in the background yes. as you're. There. Um, when you write lyrics, uh, do you think of it as a as a piece of standalone poetry?
1: No, no, uh, I've actually never read them out like that. Maybe I went, did once, but no, they go with a with a song. Yeah, I could tell there was a
0: song in it. There was a rhythm and melody that that made it feel like a song?
1: I think that's the way I I write them. I normally have my guitar on the lap at the same time trying yeah. to figure out the chords and, and the words and they got to have some rhythm yeah. inbuilt, I think, in order to work. Do you feel that writing in English is the natural way for you to write or can you still write in German? I can still write in German and it's a weird thing. Certainly back in the 80s when I would have written the first songs everybody in Germany was singing in English and we would have written the songs in English, uh, influenced by by the Beatles and by Bob Dylan. And that's where I would have, lots of my, my English would have come from there, from listening to lyrics. And then I realized, hold on, if I sing in German, people are suddenly listening. They say, what's that? And so the next step was to just translate some songs from English, like the Sympathie für den Teufel. Okay. Sympathy for the Devil. or Ewig sind nur Erdbeerfelder. Strawberry fields forever. And uh, it sounds really weird if you sing them in German. Yeah. Uh, And so, well, somehow then, well, my English improved, of course, as well. I studied a year in England as well, in Reading. And so I was writing more and more in English. But at some stage, you reach the stage where you think, well, hold on. It's just not my language. And right. so it's then yeah. I'm I'm being caught because if I sing in German here now nobody understands me.
0: Yeah, yeah. In Trinity, you could do a, a special concert for the German students. <laughs> that would be a good <laughs>
1: suggestion, yes. <laughs> and you know how they,
0: that you could imagine the songs in English being translated, Beatles songs or whatever, being translated into German? Did um, Udo Lindenburg uh, or, or those kind of characters in Germany get their songs translated into English?
1: I don't know. I know that Nina's 99 Red Balloons. Of course. That yeah. was a famous one. Yeah, I was, I was a bit of a Hosen fan,
0: but, mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. but I can't think whether... They, uh, it's the Zeit belegte Brot and uh, you know that one with the um, I just can't imagine uh-huh. translating uh, kind I, don't, of thing. I don't know uh-huh. I don't know
1: how many people translated it
0: Did Beatles it, sing because the, the Beatles sang did sing some other songs in German, some um, in, in German They did sing some in German Komm gib mir deine Hand
1: sie liebt mich uh-huh. yes, you, because they were in, 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 uh, in Hamburg for such a long yeah, time yeah. so they knew a bit of German
0: yeah and, and I suppose so when they sang it, it they didn't just purely have to read the words without having any sense of what they were saying. No, they
1: like w- certainly would have known what they were singing. Yeah, they, yeah. They yeah. were enough. And Bowie of course isn't... because um, he lived in Berlin. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. Ich, ich bin
0: dein Helden. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, isn't yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Ah, that's a lovely song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, and sometimes the, the the kind of German version gives a certain authentic thing because you feel that actually he was in Berlin mm. writing this. There was mm-hmm. a whole sense of that nineteen seventies kind of mm-hmm. world. Yeah, Kraftwerk, They oh, course, they're different because yeah, yeah. they
1: there are some albums which are in German and in English. Yeah, uh, we are the robots. It's wir sind die Roboter. Yeah, for example, yes. Uh the
0: model, isn't that? Yeah,
1: the uh, model is another one. That's in German and in English. Ich bin der Model. Sie sieht gut aus. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. And if you then write in German but Hochdeutsch is not really your mother tongue. That's is it. So, that's it, yeah. yes.
1: Uh but of course my songs would be in Hochdeutsch. It's I, I didn't grow up speaking Hochdeutsch. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, where where I grew up uh and with my family we talk Bavarian. Mm-hmm. Dialect, which is quite a strong dialect. I mean, it's a, because I'm from a city, it's a city dialect, so never quite as strong as the country ones. They would be even stronger, but uh, at home I would speak, still speak my dialect. But I remember going to school then, suddenly we were suppo- supposed to talk in, in, in Hochdeutsch, which is challenging. Mm. Is this
0: from primary school? or in, in the, When in, we got into primary okay, school oh, them, really, yeah.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, certainly. But, but you know,
0: the end. I, I thought that sometimes the German school system was that if you went to the gymnasium, you certainly had to speak Hochdeutsch. But if you went to the the other school, the Hochschule or something, and you were going to be a Handwerker or some kind of thing, well, you didn't you have see, to worry some about. Some people never manage
1: it. Let's put it like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you manage it to different degrees. Yeah. And uh, e- even now, I mean, I would swap. It depends on what I talk. If I talk to. Uh, my family it's, yeah. it's, that's my language but if I tried to explain physics to somebody I would automatically go to German oh, having said that I find it easier now to talk in English about yeah, the physics yeah. right yeah. but I think one was generally being looked down upon if you talked in your dialect
0: Do you think are there places in Germany where people are more proud of their dialect or less proud of their dialect?
1: I certainly think that Bavarians are proud of the dialect. But on the other hand, if I go back now, I think it's it's diminishing. It's dying out. There's less people speaking the dialect. Why that is, I don't know. Maybe it's just more media, social media, for example, where you hear only the high German. I don't know, but it's changing.
0: If you were writing a song... In German, would you be thinking the lyrics in Bavarian
1: oh no, 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 I mean, if I think in Hochdeutsch, Deutsch, I think in Hochdeutsch, ah, I, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, so I don't know what language one th- yeah it's a tricky one to think what language just one think anyway yeah i I reckon it depends on what person you're thinking about, okay, uh, yeah. if I think about you, I would think in in English yeah. because we communicate in yeah. English. If but you were thinking about the Holy Roman Empire, you, oh, per- f- you <laughs> Latin, perfect, yeah. <laughs> That's why I don't know much about it. Yeah. <laughs> um I I have another song here, which maybe yeah, okay. fitting. Yeah. Because uh, this discussion of what language should I be using, I tried to write that down one once, where I I start in Bavarian and then I switch over to Hochdeutsch. And maybe, if you're not a German speaker, you might find the difference is not so big, but if you're a German speaker, you certainly notice the difference and then I go into English, and I'm also thinking about uh hold on, I used to think my English was much better, but now I realize it's actually not that good it's just not my language uh so and in the end, it's just a, a mix of all the language so let me let me try that but again it's a it's a song so let's so go trilingual or trilingual or whatever. Wie man das nennen möchte. Wieso war das so einfach einmal? Wieso ist das nachher Edzard so eine Qual? Wir sollen das bloß wissen, wir Wir können das verstehen, dass Edzard fast gar nichts mehr geht. Am Anfang, da genügte mir ein Blick, Denn warf ich nicht nach vorne, nicht zurück, Denn ließ ich locker. Der sollte nichts begreifen. Am Anfang, da brauchte ich kein Glück. Those words just bubbled lightly off of my tongue. And when I found no rhyme, there was always young. The Anglo-Saxon fashion was more than interlude. But looking back, it all sounds rather crude. Trilingual des hoöst alles ausprobieren. Mim gscherden kunne immer noch super imponieren. Das Hochdeutsche, das klingt artifiziell. Or should I rather say artificial? Schöll, kannst du mir nicht ausschauen, weil dir das nix is You haven't got a clue, wie mir das blockt. In all den Jahren froher Fremdsamkeit fehlte zum Reflektieren meist die Zeit. Falls ich sie fand in Ritzen, ließ sie mich schnell wieder sitzen. Who cares if someone says the time is right? Trilingual, das heißt alles ausprobieren. Mit dem Geschirrten immer noch super diskrieren. Trilingual, das heißt alles ausprobieren. Super, thank das you. War toll. Okay.
0: <laughs> ah. um. Have you performed that? Do you do you have to perform that in Regensburg or somewhere in, in Bavaria so it's appreciated? Because otherwise, you're
1: it. You're it <laughs> that testing. would be nice, but I haven't played in in Germany in, in in a while now. There's, I think, two years ago it would have nearly worked, but then COVID was in between, oh, and the yeah, thing was cancelled yeah. again. So yeah, it would be fun. Yeah, if you if you perform that in Hamburg,
0: would your would your audience be able to follow the, the um, Regensburger? W- not the dialect. probably
1: not the dialect. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, that seems like quite a, 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 an interesting intellectual exercise to actually get your brain to work it through three times.
1: Yeah, uh, it's. Uh, I tell you what I did once, which was a, a nice exercise. I, when we got married, which was nearly twenty years ago, there were of course be, my parents and 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 English parents. Uh, or uh, mother and and siblings. So it was mixed. So I had to give a speech. So I decided to give the speech twice, once in German and once in English. So I translated it. But I made the speech so it read backwards to front. So I read something in English and people thought, that's not the English of the German he read before. But of course, it was the English that I would have used two or three minutes later at the end of the speech. So I mirrored it. Which was uh, which was a nice exercise. Did the German audience get a different message from the English audience? So, or
0: <laughs> probably, <laughs> The English speakers. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Were you were you very? Uh, or I did I I did once uh, I had um, help the help song from the Beatles. Mm-hmm. I translated that into German, but I sang it one line in English, one line in German, but I still try to keep the end rhyme. Okay, which was yeah yeah. It's Hil- tricky, Hil- but it's a Hil- nice Hil- thing to. Hil- 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 is it hard
0: when there's two syllables instead of one? Help. Well, help, help. Yeah, you, Hilf- Hilf- you get it. You get
1: it. You get it. Right. If yeah. you sing, you get around. That's the difference again. Yeah. If you read it out, it's it's horrible. But
0: yeah. I suppose they, they extend the help so much in, in yeah. some of the singing that it's, hey, all, it's you almost... You can too, sing anything. Yes. Yeah. Just to bring you back to your wedding speech, was it more romantic in German? Was it German? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs>
1: Is German a very romantic language? <laughs> wow. Well, from Goethe and Schiller or something, you could, have been, you could have been back there, you know? Uh,
0: so uh, maybe as we begin to, to wrap up a mm-hmm. little bit, um, do you think there's something that makes you, even after all this time in Ireland, intrinsically Bavarian?
1: You we mentioned the language, of course, the food is is one thing I like bresen, for example, or I like my sausages uh can you can you get these easily in Dublin? or Brits are hard to get yeah. uh good ones anyway uh, you get nice sausages in polish shops, okay the Polish shops yeah when their poles arrive maybe beginning of uh, 20, 2000 or so yeah, yeah. yeah and uh they got great stuff in there very close to to German. Food. yeah just not quite as good <laughs> 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 I don't well, I wouldn't say that oh very nice stuff there yeah. used to be a Czech restaurant the Czech inn
0: oh, oh yes of tower, course Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. no longer there I think
1: yeah. uh, the Czech cuisine is close to the Bavarian cuisine but always with a little twist yeah, yeah. it's different but so I we went there many times myself and the boys mm. To you could kraut for example yeah that's yeah. one thing and dumplings yeah dumplings Yes, yeah. I yeah. thought that Czech dumplings are different again than the Bavarian ones, but they're dumplings. Mm-hmm. So,
0: and I suppose, as you say, before the the Poles came here, you couldn't
1: really get sauerkraut and you couldn't get wurst. No, really anywhere. No, no, it it's all these smoked things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or once I got uh, a smoked, ca- uh, I got carp in there, fresh carp. Oh, really? Which okay. one eats in, in uh, for Christmas uh, in Poland and in in the Czech Republic? Yeah. So I bought smoked ca- carp and prepared it and had some problems then to find people who were actually willing to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> Not smoked, it was fresh carb, yeah. carb from Blau, which yeah. you boil and then it looks blue and the eyes are all white. and
0: well. Okay. Um, do you speak German uh, to your children? Yes, yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, and I speak my Bavarian. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. And do they speak um, Regensburger-ish to you? No, no, no. They reply in English. Yeah. They yeah. always do. And when they speak to my mother, they speak in English because my mother understands them and, and okay. can speak okay. English as well. So, do they get to spend any time there? Do they get? Yeah, we normally they? go there. Yeah. Well, normally, which was before COVID, we spend about two weeks in the summer and one week in the winter. Yeah, so we were there for 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 Christmas this yeah, year, yeah. which was great.
0: Is there anything else that you think if um, if you were bringing an Irish person to Regensburg? That uh, are there specialities that you would have them look out for?
1: Well, uh, 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 on a, a, a cultural uh, 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 view, there is a cathedral which is called the Schottenkirche, the Scottish Church, but it was actually built or uh, by by Irish monks, and mm. the entrance shows the stone carvings with all these Celtic spirals. So it's very clear to see that this is not uh, German Gothic style. Of course. Kilian
0: was uh, Würzburg, wasn't? Um, didn't Saint Kilian go to bring Christianity to the Germans? Could could be,
1: I don't know. Yes, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
0: There you go. And it's probably not that far from.
1: Oh no, Würzburg is, is well. It's probably two fifty kilometers. It's not very okay, far. Yes, d-
0: that's my geography getting really stretched. Yeah, no, that, it's uh, it's not
1: too far away. Yeah,
0: yeah I suppose finally.
1: Are there any things, are there things that you miss? Well, I miss my family and uh, some of my old school friends. I still, Lots of them are still in Regensburg, so when I go back, I meet lots of people. Did they come to visit? They did come visit me, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah.
0: Do you have favourite places in Dublin or in Ireland that you would show them?
1: Well, I always say if you come to Ireland traveled with me to the West Coast yeah. somewhere. I yeah. mean, we were in Dingle two or three years ago, which is just fantastic. I mean, the countryside is, is spectacular. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's great.
0: Yeah. I believe there's a beautiful community garden in Rialto as well. That's, that's true. That's yes. My wife is really well worth a visit. visit. That's worth a visit yeah. as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Have you seen that? That pub in Rialto uh, up towards the village has changed dramatically.
1: Oh, where well you can sit outside now, the, yeah. the circular? Yes. Oh, yes, yes, that's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, we were there many times uh, yeah. in the summer. You think yeah, you could be in Dublin 8 now, it feels complete, or in in in, Dolphin's Bar in reality. Yeah. You think, yeah, yeah. wow, yeah. it's great. No, yeah. no, it's it's good changes happening there. Yeah, I think you can even get a good Weiss beer there. Yes, yeah, mm. I'll have a, a big yeah. beer menu. Mm correct okay Stefan uh, it's a great pleasure to talk to you great thanks a million that was very enjoyable time flew yeah vielen dank (laughs) Links to that auf Wiedersehen (laughs) auf Wiedersehen servus (laughs) servus